Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I get a lot of questions, as you can imagine, about batteries. How much should you charge them? Should you discharge them all the way? Do they need to be kept at a certain temperature? How long will they last? You know, as far as years, how many miles will they go? So in this episode, I want to break down some of the basics of lithium battery maintenance so you can get the most life you possibly can out of your battery on your electric bike. Lithium batteries are kind of this mysterious thing in a way. Everybody seems to be using them in electric cars, they're in cell phones, but it seems like there's still a lot of misinformation or perhaps just a lack of education on how they work, and what is the best way to treat them. And I think part of it is is a good thing because if people don't know a lot about lithium-ion batteries, but they're out there all over the place, that must mean that they're easier to use and that you don't really need to know anything. And to a big degree, I think that is true. I think that's a lot of the reason why there isn't a whole bunch of information on what to do because you don't really need to do a whole lot. Now, if we backtrack, I think this is where a lot of the questions come from to lead-acid batteries. You know, there's maintenance chargers, there, you know, was fluid you'd have to swap out, you know, you could kind of rebuild them. I actually was rebuilding a lead-acid battery uh, as a teenager, and as I was filling it back up, I didn't do it quite right. And when I charged it back up, it basically built up some pressure and one of the caps popped off. Of course, right as I'm standing over the battery, sprayed battery acid right in my eyes. As you can imagine, that stings a little bit. But I will tell you, and you never have to do this because of lithium batteries, thankfully, but I will tell you that as bad as battery acid in your eyes stings, it is nothing compared to flushing your eyes out. I don't know if any of you listening have done this, but basically if you can imagine like a suction cup with a tube being stuck to your eyeball and water is flushed through it, that's what they do to get it all out. Very uncomfortable to say the least, but that's another story for another time. Doesn't matter. And we're on to lithium batteries now. Why lithium batteries? Well, initially they were lighter. And this is one of those interesting things where originally lithium batteries weren't better. They were better in some ways, but they weren't very good, (laughs) to be honest. I was just talking about this concept and idea of early adoption with new products and how there's this very interesting S-curve where a new product is either developed or introduced, and it's usually not as good as what's currently on the market. But you get some early adopters who believe in it, and they see the potential, and it starts to scale up and get into production. And at some point it takes over and it's just this really cool thing to see happen. And there's an excellent book that goes into hundreds of pages of detail on this in regards to business. But the point is lithium batteries, I remember as a teenager going from like nickel metal hydride, like uh, NICAD, all those different kind of battery formulas to lithiums for radio controlled airplanes. And I remember the very first ones I bought they were ridiculously expensive, so that was bad. <laughs> uh, and it's true today still, like lead-acid batteries 
because they've been around longer and they still work for things like vehicles as a starter battery or you know maybe as a marine applications. There's certain applications where they still are more cost effective. But I just remember that at the time they were really expensive and the discharge rates were extremely low. So at the time, they wouldn't have worked on an electric bike because you literally couldn't get enough amps out of the battery. They didn't have the performance. Thankfully, they developed beyond that. And today, they're just awesome. That's why they're being used in electric cars. That's why they're being used in e-bikes. And it's going to be, I think, quite a few years before some different formula develops to take over uh, lithium ion, which is what we're using now primarily. There's other formulations that are being used, but for the sake of this podcast, we're just going to kind of talk generally about lithium ion batteries. And that includes manufacturers like Samsung, Panasonic, LG, all these different companies are making basically the same type of cell. We know kind of as a whole how these perform. Now, if you really want to get into it, you can look at the data sheets for individual cells and see what their discharge and charge rates are. And there's more complicated stuff, but I want to cover the basics. I want to introduce you to lithium batteries on your e-bike as if you didn't know what to do with them. Number one tip to make sure your battery is going to have a nice long life is not to discharge it all the way. Now, I need to clarify what that means because when you take your bicycle for a ride, and you start to see the bars going down, eventually you get to a point where the battery cuts off and your bike shuts down. Now, many people think that the battery is at zero voltage when that happens. It's actually nowhere even remotely close to zero volts at that point in time. There's a lot of voltage left. However, the battery does need to cut off because there's a certain voltage range where if you go below that, the cells will basically become unrecoverable. They'll be effectively dead and can no longer be used. So for an individual cell, when they're fully charged, they might be somewhere around like 4.2 volts, and you might discharge them down to like 3 volts. You know, if you start getting under that, I think 2.8 or somewhere around there might be kind of one of those minimum thresholds where it's really hard to recover the cells. But you have this certain range where they perform really well. If you go over that, they don't perform well, or there can be more catastrophic consequences. And if they go below that, basically, they're just not going to charge again. So number one tip, don't drain your battery all the way. Now, like I said, the battery doesn't let you do that. Now, how does that happen? Lead acid batteries, you can kind of just drain them down till they just won't do anything anymore, and you can still charge them back up. Because lithium batteries don't work that way, they need something called a BMS. That is a circuit that's attached to the cells inside your battery case, and it's monitoring groups of cells and their voltages. And by doing that, it knows when they hit their maximum charge voltage at 4.2 volts. It also knows when they hit their low. So when that bike cuts off and your battery runs out and it's completely dead, that's the BMS saying, oh, You've got some cells that are down to about three volts. It's time to shut this thing off because we need to protect the cells from going any lower. So it's basically a protection built in. And the reason is obviously for longevity, so your battery lasts, but also for safety. Because on the low side, the danger is your battery won't work anymore. On the high side, the BMS can also 
shut the charging portion of the circuit off so a battery cannot overcharge because if you charge a lithium battery beyond a certain limit, that's when they can literally explode. And do they do that under normal circumstances? No, they definitely don't. In fact, in the five and a half years I have been in business selling e-bikes, I have not had a single battery-related fire. Or a single e-bike-related fire, I should say. There's just no fires whatsoever. I have seen fires happen online and posts and videos and things, never with one of my bikes or one of the batteries that we sell, because we always make sure to use good quality cells, good quality construction, and a good quality BMS that's doing its job. And then they are very, very safe and very easy to use. So you can discharge it down to that cutoff voltage. I don't recommend doing that often because that kind of means you're pushing the envelope. And over time, the battery might wear out. So you can discharge close to empty, but it's not a good idea to do that constantly. It may also be a very bad idea to discharge down to that point and leave the battery there for days or weeks or months beyond that. That's something that can absolutely kill a battery. And the only way to fix it is basically scrap it and buy a brand new one. And I don't think you should have to do that. I want to make sure that your e-bike battery is going to last a long, long time. So how long is that? Well, the cells are typically under normal usage where you discharge to a certain voltage, you charge within a certain voltage within that certain range. They're normally good for about 800 to 1,000 cycles. I've seen some people quote lower numbers like 500 cycles on certain e-bike batteries. I've seen some people try and push higher numbers. Most people just don't give you any numbers at all. I don't know what other e-bike companies tell people. I haven't seen them really put a lot of information out, which is why I want to tell you this information. Let's say you get 1,000 cycles out of it. How far do you typically ride on your e-bike? 20 miles? 30 miles? 40 miles? I mean, if you get, let's just go on the low end and say 20 miles, a thousand cycles means you'd have to put 20,000 miles on your bike before the battery wears out. That to me is pretty darn good. That is impressive. But odds are many of you are getting 30, 40 miles, maybe even further. So realistically, are you going to kill your battery from mileage? Not likely. <laughs> That's a lot of miles. You know, if, even if we cut that number in half to 500 cycles, uh, you're still getting a good 10,000, 15,000 miles out of a battery. And my experience is most people don't put that many miles on their e-bike. There are some exceptions, and I applaud those of you that are doing that. That's awesome. I think everybody should be able to ride a bike that many miles in their lifetime. But I know that that's not always realistic the way most people use them. You know, it's 10, 20 miles here and there, a few days a week, and, and that can add up. But, you know, maybe a few thousand miles and not tens of thousands like we're talking about. Now, there are a few things you can do to increase that cycle time from, you know, 800 to 1,000 to even more. Before I get into that, I want to clarify what is a cycle. This is a common question as well. A cycle means you're at 100% of charge and you're down to what I would call 0%. We know that's not zero volts, but effectively 0% capacity. You can't drain it any further without risking damage to the battery where the BMS is going to cut it off. If you discharge from 100% down to 0%, that is a full cycle. If you go for a 10-mile ride instead of your usual, say, 20-mile ride, and you go from 100% to 50%, that's only half of a cycle. You can safely plug your battery back in at half charge 
and charge it back up to 100%. And that's not going to hurt lithium batteries whatsoever. With some of the other earlier chemistries, they had what they called a memory, where if you charged a battery at 50% all the time, then you'd kind of like lose the other 50% of the charge, which is kind of weird, but that's actually what would happen. Uh, Lithium batteries don't have that problem. You can discharge it 20% one time, 50% next time, 80% the next time. It doesn't care. That's actually not going to affect the overall lifespan. Now, the percentage does. If you charge up to 90%, for example, and that's your max, you can actually extend the cycle count that you can get out of the battery. Some people say that if you charge to 80%, you could double the cycle count. So if you have, you know, 800 to 1,000 cycles, you know, now we might be getting into the 1,500 to 2,000 cycle range, which, like I said, if we go back to that math earlier, that's going to be, you know, 40, 50, 60,000 miles on the e-bike battery. You don't really need it to last that long. So there is a trade-off between not charging to 100% and charging to 100%. You charge to 100%, you get more range for the ride that day. But if you charge to 90, you get more life expectancy out of the battery. So what makes sense? Well, if you only ever use half and you know that you never use 100%, then there's really no harm except for one thing. But in generally charging to 90% most of the time, if anything, that's just going to help. There's one exception, and that is back to that BMS. The BMS, the battery management system, that circuit that's installed in every single e-bike battery has a cutoff that we talked about already. It has a cutoff for both ends of the spectrum, the discharge, basically the low level, and the charge side, the high level. So it knows to keep the batteries within a certain range, but it not only does that for the entire pack, it does it for individual groups of cells. In other words, it tries to keep them balanced. And that's what we mean when we talk about balancing a lithium battery. Now, when I jump way back, you know, 15, 20 years ago, okay, maybe not way back, but it is for me, okay. If I jump way back to those lithium batteries I talked about for radio-controlled airplanes, they didn't have a BMS, which means you had to be very careful how you charged them, how you discharged them, what voltages you cut off. Some of that was just management of, you know, knowing kind of when the power drops and different things. Sometimes you'd have to install special circuits, so you'd have a cutoff protection because the other battery chemistries didn't have that. And often you'd have this little device called a cell balancer that you'd plug into the battery separately when you were charging. So it would kind of even out the voltage on all of the cells. So it's a little more complicated. That's all built in now. You don't even really realize it's happening. But these BMS circuits, they're doing the balancing at the top end. In other words, When your battery charges up, you know, let's say it's at three volts, you're charging, it gets up to three and a half, four, and you finally get up to that 4.2 level, and maybe one of the cells is only at 4.1. Well, the BMS will allow the cell at 4.1 to keep charging while the cell at 4.2 volts doesn't, and it stays right there without going up to 4.3. It stabilizes it. So eventually, all of the cells even out, and they all get to 4.2 volts or somewhere very close to it. Well, that balancing, like I said, is happening at the top end, right at the 100% charge level, the way most e-bike batteries are built. The problem or the danger is that if you always charge to 80 or 90%, you think I'm prolonging the life of my battery, which is true if the cells are balanced. But if the cells start to 
change in voltage from each other and they start to kind of wander a little bit. You might have some that are lower, some that are higher, and you get this variance. So it's a good idea, just good practice, even if you want to charge to 80 or 90% most of the time, to occasionally do a 100% charge for balancing purposes. That's going to help the life of your battery as well. So everything has a, a kind of a pro and a con, a good and a bad. There's always a balance to keep the chemistry alive in these cells. We don't always think about the fact that there's, you know, these chemical reactions and things going on inside the battery. It's kind of crazy to think about because it's just this solid object. You don't see anything happening, but all of that is going on inside of that case on your electric bike every time you charge it and every time you ride it. So just to recap, 800 to 1,000 cycles, pretty typical. If you want to extend it, you can charge to 80 or 90%, but make sure to do an occasional 100% charge. Discharging until it cuts off is not inherently bad, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing that on every single ride. Now let's talk about temperatures, because this is another thing that can affect lithium battery life. Some of you may have noticed this winter, if you went to ride your e-bike on a nice cold day, that it didn't perform very well, or maybe you didn't get as much range as you normally would. That's normal. Uh, you do have to be a little bit careful with that, however, because there are some things you don't want to do in the cold. Number one is charge the battery. The general recommendation is pretty easy to follow because it's right at freezing level. You know, at 32 degrees Fahrenheit, zero degrees C, you do not want to charge a lithium battery. That can really actually cause permanent damage and kill the battery. If it's just sitting at a freezing temperature, that alone is not going to kill it. But discharging or charging can, mostly the charging, interestingly enough. So what do you do if it's freezing outside and you want to ride your bike? Well, first thing to do is bring your battery inside and let it warm up to room temperature. That applies for, you know, if it's fully charged and you want to go out for a ride, or if you just got back from a ride and it's discharged, bring it inside and let it warm up. And that's going to be much, much better on the lifespan of your battery. They do not like to be charged cold. And it can cause permanent damage. So definitely not recommended. But you can ride when it's that cold outside. Discharging in that way is not going to hurt it. You may notice a loss in performance. So what you want to do is keep the battery inside at room temperature until you're ready to go ride. Then put it on the bike when you're ready to go. And if you can, if you can keep the battery warm by putting some sort of insulator on it or putting it in a bag or, you know, whatever it is, something to maintain that warmer temperature as much as possible when it's freezing outside, that's going to help your range and help the battery performance. So cold weather is not going to kill a battery, but charging in cold weather can, discharging in cold weather simply can reduce your range and it just makes it not very much fun. <laughs> That's uh, very simple to do. You know, like I said, just keep it at room temperature, keep it inside uh, when needed, and that's going to alleviate most, if not all of those problems. And finally, storage. And when you are going to store your battery for a prolonged period of time, there's a really simple thing you can do to make sure that it's ready to go a few months later. Let's say you have, you know, I don't know, you've got a beach house or something and you keep an e-bike there, but you only go there a few months out of the year. So your bike sits for a few months or you live in an area where you don't want to ride in the winter because it's too cold for you. And you know there's going to be 
you know, a three month, four month period where you're not going to ride much or the chances less likely. The battery cells like to be at a certain voltage. If it's too low, the battery will slowly lose voltage over time, might drop below those unrecoverable levels. We don't want that. And if it's charged to 100%, it's not terrible, but there can be some internal corrosion and things that can happen when the battery is at its maximum voltage potential. So the best thing to do is to discharge it a little ways. I've seen varying numbers, but the number that seems like it pops up the most on these studies, and like I said, it may vary from cell to cell, but usually somewhere around 70%. So if you take your bike, charge it up to 100%, and then you need to get it down to 70, you can just go ride around the block a few times and get it down a little bit, and then it will be good to store for months. That's one of the great things about lithium batteries. You can park your e-bike with a 70-80% charge, not ride it for you know a month, two, maybe six months, and you come back to it and the charge level will be very, very close to where it was when you left it. It's pretty amazing. I know most people wouldn't do that, but I've had some instances with certain e-bikes or batteries or things around the shop where something didn't get used for several months and you go turn it on and it's right where it was at. I've seen a bike where, you know, the owner was was injured and it sat around for many months. You know, it was fully charged, which isn't the best scenario. But going back to the bike and turning it on after several months, 48 volt battery came on right on. I think it was like 53, 54 volts right near maximum charge. It was like nothing had happened. The battery didn't care, turned on, had full capacity and range, worked great. But best practice, if you know it's going to be sitting get it down to somewhere around the 70% mark. And that's just going to help, once again, that cycle count and that overall lifespan of the battery. Now, no matter what you do, there is a little bit of a age or time component too. And I'm not 100% sure what the science is on that. And I don't know if the science we have is really that great because that's research that takes a lot of time. And those batteries are not the batteries we're producing today. So I kind of just as a general rule, tell people, don't be surprised if four or five years down the road, you have to replace your battery because it's just too old. I've heard of batteries on e-bikes lasting eight, nine, 10 years, but there aren't that many e-bikes eight, nine, 10 years old out there right now. Now in five years from now, there's going to be a lot more. In 10 years from now, there's going to be thousands more. We're going to have a lot more data in the future, but right now we don't have as much. So I think it's best to just play it safe, plan for a few years down the road. And if they last longer than that, because of these things that you've done, then awesome. That's great. But as you can see, none of these things are mind-blowing or complicated at all. They're really very simple. Don't let it discharge all the way. You know, you can choose different charge percentages on the maximum if you want to try and prolong the overall life. You know, don't let them get too cold. This is really all very, very simple stuff. In the future, could it get easier? Yes, yes, it could. And the reason why is maybe we'll have lithium batteries or another format or another chemistry that doesn't care about cold weather and we don't have to worry about that anymore. Maybe we'll have something that's more tolerant to wider voltage ranges so we can just charge it to 100% all the time and it doesn't care. Maybe we'll have something that can be discharged fully and still charge up. That would be amazing and it would increase the capacity that's available. There's a lot of improvement, and I know there's 
tons of people working on new battery technologies. So all of these things are probably going to happen over time. When? I don't know. (laughs) I'm always keeping my eyes and ears open on new battery technologies and new options. And I think things are only going to keep getting better. But that's where we're at today. It's really easy. E-bikes are super fun. They're super easy to use. I don't want you to worry that maintaining the battery is going to be difficult. Because in my opinion, it's not. It is so easy compared to the batteries we had before. And my experience, it has been great. I am sold on it now, but I was sold on it 15 years ago with those first radio-controlled airplanes because the lithium batteries were so much lighter, even when their performance was really, really low, it was marginal. But as soon as the performance started going up, it was like a no-brainer. There was so much more we could do with these. And on e-bikes, it's just the perfect fit. Everything has just come together, and it's only going to get better from here. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Bolton e-bikes podcast. If you want to sign up for our newsletter for podcast notifications, make sure to go to ebikepodcast.com. Once again, that's ebikepodcast.com. We'll send you an email every Tuesday when new episodes come out to make sure you don't miss any of them. And of course, if you're ready to buy an e-bike or you just want to do a little shopping around, you can always check out boltonebikes.com. Or if you want to learn more, go to our YouTube channel, Bolton Ebikes. See, I make that easy, Bolton Ebikes everywhere. But YouTube channel, ton of videos. I put out a new video every Thursday, and I have a lot of fun doing that. That, to be honest, is what has grown this business to what it is today. So if you haven't checked that out, and for some reason you found this podcast first, I highly encourage you to do that. Thanks again. I'm Kyle Chidock, the owner, and I will catch you hopefully next Tuesday. Tuesday.